0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today the the show, it's a very special, personal episode. In this episode, Patty Lausham, my good friend, is going to turn the tables on me and interview me with the questions. So I'm in the hot seat. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. See you there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special Inside the Espera Studios role reversal. This time, I'm on the hot seat, and Patty Lasham is going to interview me with the questions. Welcome back, Patty.
1: Thanks, Reed. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely honored to get the opportunity to interview you and um, allow your listeners to get to know a little bit more about you and get to know you a little better myself. So, thank you so much for having me. Um, So I know that normally you start these interviews with tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm assuming that most of your listeners already know. Um, But just in case you have someone new, why don't you tell us just, you know, uh, just a little bit to kind of set the stage. Tell us a little
0: little bit about myself. Let's see. My name is Reed Miles. I am a podcaster advocate. Um, I have ASD, ADHD, OCD, and I'm a dyslexic. So you can say I have the plethora of disabilities. I'm 50 years old, and actually 51 years old. And next year I'll be 52. And um, that's about it for me.
1: All right, awesome. So where did you grow up?
0: I grew up in Chicago, Illinois. Actually, I was born in Skokie, Illinois, but I grew up in Chicago, Illinois.
1: Okay. Awesome. I, you know, my story is a little similar. I was born on the South side of Chicago, but I moved to the suburbs when I was seven. So, um, so what motivates you, inspires you and drives you?
0: What motivates me, inspires me and drives me is my passion for helping the people, for helping those out there who have autism, who don't have a voice yet, I want to give them that voice and give them that inspiration to know, hey, you're not alone in this industry. You're not alone in this world. What drives me is knowing that people are actually listening to me. But what motivates me is my family, my friends, the people around me who support me in everything I do.
1: That's awesome. That's really great. So what is the best compliment you've ever received?
0: the best compliment I've ever received has to be from my life coach, Francesco, who told me at one session that I know you can do this and I have faith in you. And literally when he told me that I just started to cry because no one outside my family has ever told me that. And I just felt this sense of appreciation and of people who, who aren't family to, yeah. Have that much trust and faith in me knowing that I can go places with this podcast.
1: That that is huge. That is huge. That you felt seen by someone outside your family. He sounds amazing. <sighs> sounds amazing. Um, So here's a, here's a slightly uncomfortable question. What is your biggest failure and what did you learn as a result of that experience?
0: My biggest failure had to be back when I went, when I tried to go to college right out of high school, I wasn't ready. Mm. And what I learned from that experience is, Don't jump the gun too fast. You need to take time. You need to acclimate yourself. You need to get prepared. Uh, It took me several years before I went back to school. I mean, actually, to be honest with you, I didn't go back to, I got my degree online. My master's, I went online. So I waited until 2006 to get my bachelor's and I got my bachelor's online and I gra- and I graduated with a A plus a GPA, which is something I've never achieved. So what I learned from all that is you can't rush into things so fast. My family thought, hey, he's ready for college. Let's send them away to yeah. University of Wisconsin, Oshkosh, who has this program for learning disabilities. And I just wasn't ready.
1: Right. And
0: I just after my second semester, I came home and I told my parents, I'm not going back. I'm not ready. It's not for me. And my parents were willing They said, OK, we you know now, take your time, work. And that's what I learned. Just don't jump into going to college because everyone else is. You're different. Right. than anyone.
1: Yeah, there's kind of this cultural expectation that you. Go to high school, you graduate, you immediately go on to college. I know other countries, they'll do gap years, which is really popular um, outside the United States. I I think it's a great idea. Um, I know you said don't rush into it. What specific advice would you give? Let's say there's a high schooler or a parent of a high schooler listening right now what's what specific criteria would you use to help them decide if they're ready
0: you want to evaluate your son i mean you want to make sure they're mentally ready or and daughter or daughter you want to make sure they're physically ready because college if you go away for college it's draining on you you have you don't have that safety net of being at home you can't fail and mess up big time.
1: The stakes are higher.
0: The stakes are much higher. (laughs) I've learned that the hard way. Yeah. And that's a story for another time. But the one thing I've learned is before you rush into any school, if your child is like me and it's got disabilities, you want to do your research. You want to make sure they have a great LD department Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure they're going to help your son or daughter. But with me, I cho- I mean, if you feel your son or daughter isn't ready for college, you may want to look into online schooling. Let them go at their own pace. Right. Yes, right. the kid will be home, but he will still be able to get that schooling. And he will right. be able to do socialization with his right. friends. If his friends are home or... It's- You can visit friends at school or her. She can visit her friends at school. I mean, it's right. I mean, to give you an example, my nephew went away to the University of St. Louis for a year, realized he didn't like it. And my mother and my brother and sister-in-law said, hey, listen, you can do whatever you want. And the greatest advice my mother ever gave somebody, my nephew was, even my brother and me, is nothing's written in stone. Meaning you can, right. you can change anything you want. So he did. He wound up going to the University of Illinois down in Champaign, Illinois.
1: And that was a better fit for
0: that him. That was a better fit. All his friends were there. He was more oh. comfortable and he thrived.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. All right. So tell me about three influential people in your life and how they impacted you my mother I knew you were gonna say that
0: my yeah mom has always been my backbone my support I mean even when I went away to school my mom was always been my support my father was very by the book almost like why are you going to school when you when you don't have a job how are you gonna pay for it that that's why and that's why I never told my dad I got accepted until I got accepted then he hadn't, then he couldn't like try to convince me not to
1: right it was well, too late by then it was
0: too late by then but he was excited for me
1: yeah yeah
0: um my brother's always been a big influence to me to, because he's always succeeded at what he's wanted okay I mean he's gone from chef to working for one of the biggest he's still a chef to work in hey. one of the biggest um, pro, um, meat companies in the world. And. I'd have to sum up two people into one, my two nephews. Because I live through them, I live my life watching them enjoy life. They make me proud to be their uncle. Aww.
1: so your family, I can tell is yeah, you're my very family
0: close. Is, but lastly, I mean, if I had to add one other person, it would be my life coach, Francesco, because he's pushed me to get my podcast going. He's always had my back, and he, he knew I could do it.
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, what makes you feel inspired, or when do you feel like you're at your best your best self?
0: When I'm at my best is when I'm in front of when I'm doing my show. Because the minute I hit that record button, as Jacqueline said, I'm a totally different person. I go from one persona to another, I go to this professional thing, and it's I thrive off of it because I have ASD. Talking to people all over the world is my interaction because I don't get much interaction unless I'm walking my dog and I interact with people or my family. But my show is what makes me, me I'm at my, when I do my show is when I'm a bit, I'm at my best.
1: Yeah. It's your passion. It's you my told, passion. Yeah. You told me recently that you're totally committed to making this your career. Yeah. And, uh, Learning everything you can at a couple conferences next year, mm-hmm. and just being the best podcaster you can possibly be. I love that. I love that. Um, so I'm really interested in your answer to this next next question I have. So if you could turn back time and talk to your eighteen year old self, what would you tell him?
0: I would tell him to strive for success. Don't give up. Don't let your disability stop you from doing what you love. Yeah, many people see their disability as a downfall. They say, I have ADHD, I have ASD, I'm, they're constantly second guessing themselves. I tell myself, listen, you may have these disabilities, but it's not going to stop you from succeeding in life. Listen to your family.
1: Yeah. Find those people who believe in you. And, you know, I think that's um, it's kind of a, a cultural tendency, perhaps, that we look at others and we look at ourselves as far as what we can't do. And I'm always asking people, don't tell me what you can't do. Tell me what you can do. And looking at looking at your strengths and how can you leverage those strengths to get. Where you want to go right yeah um so if if you could have a billboard and put anything on it any message what would it be and why
0: there's no such word as can't there's only such there's only can and, and why because so many people use the word can't. I can't do this. I can't do this. The mm-hmm. problem is you're putting that negativity into your own into the air instead of saying you can do it, you're saying you can't. You eliminate that one word and so many people can shoot for the moon and get there just by that positive vibe. They're giving themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Mm
0: -hmm. It's the can-do attitude. I mean...
1: Yeah, definitely. So what do you think the world will look like in five years?
0: I think in five years from now, depending on who's prevalent, the world will be a better place than we are now.
1: And what what gives you that impression? Is this just purely optimistic thinking, or is this on
0: um i would have to say not optimistic thinking but positive thinking because i'd say five years from now i think we'll be better prepared to deal with any kind of virus that comes our way we're more would be better prepared for covid right people will probably be getting shots regularly like the flu shot and whoever's president by then will learn from our predecessors
1: We can hope. We, we can hope, help, right? Yes. Yeah. So um, so what was your favorite subject in school?
0: Science. General science to be fact. Could be okay. a I was science. gonna
1: ask any particular science because my General bachelor's science, is, can... my bachelor's is in chemistry, so I'm definitely a science girl. That was I my mean, favorite as well.
0: I mean, I remember my science teacher's name. His name was Mr. Stewart. And what, I remember... what grade was this? He was oh he was high school general science had to be freshman year, and I remember he always used to have a saying. You don't know what you know until you know any. You don't know what you know until you know everything at all. And he used to put it on his pens and pencils when he handed it out, so you so you had that right there. Then and it kind of reminds me of. When I was going for my masters, my one of my got um one of the people I used to meet, not a mentor, but um she um she said there's a difference between knowing everything and understanding everything. She's like those who memorize tests can know it but they don't understand it.
1: Right they,
0: who literally read the books through and through and through understand it and know it she's like because i asked her how did how would i know when i know this material by heart and she's like there's a difference between knowing it and understanding she's like you get to the point to where you understand it where you can repeat it in your head and you know what the hell you're talking about yeah and that happened to me i was walking down the path at school and I'm going over facts in my head about one of my classes and I knew exactly what I was talking about and I said this and I mentioned this to her she's like see I told you you're understanding what you're talking about you know the material now
1: yeah yeah and I I would take that a step further and say when you can apply the information (sighs) Right, Not just spit it back out on a test, but you can yeah. actually apply what you've learned.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, cool. So I think I know the answer to this one. Are you introverted or extroverted?
0: I'm a little bit of both, but more... I am a very rare extrovert aspie because I thrive <laughs> from... I thrive... <laughs> from going to parties, going out, doing things, socializing. But yet, I love my alone time to where I can just recharge my batteries and just veg out. I mean, I can lay in my bed and play on my tablet all day or on my computer and just be happy.
1: Right. So I'm kind of surprised. You really strike me as an extrovert, Reed.
0: I am I'm, I'm a very much an extrovert, but there are times where... I just want to be by myself or with my mother. what sitting at home, watching TV.
1: Yeah. Yeah. To recharge,
0: to recharge. I mean, good example of that is we, my sister-in-law's got a huge family, a huge Italian family, and we go for Easter or we'd go for Christmas. And I'd always find a quiet place within their house (laughs) to sit down get away from the noise and let my mind quiet itself down so I can get back up and socialize again.
1: Yeah. So you did this as a kid or you still do this I today? I still
0: do this. We used yeah. to go to my sister-in-law's cousins for Easter. And everybody in her family, my sister-in-law's family is there. And she, what I would do halfway through the night is I'd go downstairs into their basement where it's quieter. My nephew and his friend are playing ping pong. There's only uh, one of them. Probably put people in there and it's and this away from all the chatter upstairs of everyone talking and stuff and it's unable for my mind to this quiet itself down
1: yeah yeah but then you go back to the party yeah I yeah.
0: go back and I eat and I schmooze and I, I talk with friends and with family and stuff and joke around
1: yeah that's great that's great so if if you could be remembered for one, one thing What would it be and why?
0: It would be for the fact that I'm helping the community of autism. I'm literally helping them answer questions that not many people do. I mean, you look up any other autism podcast, uh, everyone is about their own interests and stuff, except I'm more about the community than my own interest. I'm yeah. putting my interest aside, and I want to help them instead of talk about myself.
1: Yeah. And just so your listeners know, what is your
0: interest? Many, but my biggest one is I love education. I love to educate myself. I can t- go to school for the rest of my life, <laughs> just soaking up knowledge.
1: Yes. Unfortunately,
0: I can't use it because I forget it. But I love learning new things.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Do you think you'll go on in education? You have a master's already. Do you think you would ever...
0: Uh, go, I may go... Eventually, I may go for a second master's.
1: Yeah. It, I would what are you thinking?
0: Autism studies.
1: Oh, that would be amazing.
0: my know my, my college has a couple of colleges offer it. I, if any local colleges offer yeah. it online, I'd do it.
1: Yeah. Oh, that would be amazing that you would, you would absolutely be amazing in that program. You would have so much to offer like your classmates would learn so much from you because you're just, you're able to explain things in a way that other people can really understand.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I'd love to see you do that. Um, So Tell us a little bit about where where do you see yourself in your life right now? Like where are you at and where do you want to go?
0: Right now, I seem I'm a full time podcaster. I have two shows. Actually, four shows. Two of them are kind of small, but the main shows are my stories and inside the Asperger Studios. I'd like to see my show eventually. I'm hoping by making connections next year. I'm hoping to possibly get it picked up by iHeartRadio, maybe.
1: Oh that'd be or even awesome. Pandora.
0: I plan to talk to the sponsors there and say, hey, listen, I'm the only autism podcast that deals with the matters at hand. Uh, I think you can lift me up to the next level to make me nationwide. Yeah, give me that status. And that's where I was. That's where I really see myself is becoming the successful autism podcaster, helping the community.
1: Yeah. And increasing awareness and understanding and acceptance.
0: Yeah. I mean, right. yeah. That's that's the awesome. biggest thing is making people understand, hey, we're people, too.
1: And we just, we experience life a little bit differently and maybe need slightly different things, but have so much, so much to offer. And if, you know, we can get some systems changed, you know, in employment and other systems, um, everybody, everybody wins, right? Everybody Mm -hmm. wins. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Everyone is better off. So awesome. All right. I'm going to do some uh, rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. What is your favorite word?
0: Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious.
1: (laughs) And can you spell it? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just (laughs) kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, What is your least favorite word? Can't. Can't. Yeah. Definitely. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally?
0: Positivity.
1: Nice. Very nice. What turns you off?
0: Negativity. Okay. minded people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, what is your favorite curse word? Motherfucker. That's awesome. Um, what sound or noise do you love?
0: The sound of rain. It is such a calming noise. When it yeah. rains, I'm able to sleep a hell of a lot better than I can when it doesn't.
1: You know, having grown up in Chicago, I have to say that's one of the sounds of Chicago that I miss terribly living in Denver, because we do not get the rainstorms like
0: you like get snowstorms. Chicago-
1: Yeah, well, we get snowstorms. Yes, we do. But we definitely don't get those rainstorms that can really just kind of like soothe you to sleep, right? I definitely Mm -hmm. miss that. So um, what is your favorite color? Blue. And I'm going to turn the tables on you because you asked me this off-the-cuff question when you interviewed me. What do you think that says about you?
0: Blue says I'm a very calming person. Okay. Very relaxed, laid back. I don't get angry much. Blue is okay. always a passive color.
1: Okay. All right. And what is your least favorite color?
0: Puke green. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> um, so if you could attempt any other profession besides professional podcaster, what would you like to try? Journalism. Nice. Nice. Awesome. You know, it's hard to make a living as a journalist these days, but almost as hard as it is to make a living as a podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be good. Um, what profession would you definitely not want to do?
0: Hmm. A referee.
1: Because of the conflict,
0: the conflict, plus the fact you you become one of the most hated people.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're not very popular, are they? <laughs> okay. Um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
0: You did a good job. I'm proud of you.
1: Do uh, buffet at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So when you arrive at heaven, who would you like to meet?
0: My father and my grandparents.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to mention why today is kind of a bittersweet day?
0: Today is the five-year passing of my father. And it's just a very mournful day for me and my mother and my brother and my nephews. He was a very kind, caring man who always had my back no matter what.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of a sad day. Thanks for sharing that read. No um, so what books, what books would you recommend your audience read?
2: Hmm.
0: Can't think of any of the top. Of, I haven't read any books lately. Okay, I
1: mean, you haven't. I was going to say, what have you read most recently? But
0: oh, basically, I mean, if you're a Harry Potter fan, all the Harry Potter books. <laughs>
1: Is Including that Including
0: your... the newest one.
1: Is that your favorite? The Harry Potter? I always
0: love Harry Potter.
1: Yeah, nice. Okay cool um and you know the last question you ask guests on this podcast is where can people find you on the web but if they found you on this podcast they know where to find you is there anywhere else you'd like to point them though
0: you can find me on my facebook at aspergerstudio.com my instagram same title my tiktok My blog is Asperger, everything is Asperger, everything Asperger Studio. That's my, that is all my socials.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Reed, you know, as someone who has listened to many of your podcasts, I'm really honored that you were willing to give me the chance to interview you today so that your listeners could get to know a little bit more about you. So thank you for sharing yourself today with with your listeners and i you know i really i think you're an inspiration and i think people listening to your podcast who have asd are you know looking at you as someone who is you know like a model what for what is possible so thank you thank you for sharing
0: not a problem patty and for all those listening out there i just want you guys to know you're never alone See you on the next one, everybody. Thank you, Patty.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: No no problem. See you guys later.
2: How I miss the way things used to be. No big fan of now. I must have some sweeter memories somewhere in the cloud. Welcome to the new normal. Welcome to the new normal. Shout. Welcome to the new normal. Shout. Welcome to the new. All you used to be Gonna miss all you had Consigned to the dustbins of history Like opinions from your dead Hey buddy, you happen to me.